0: Down those cards oh, children, tell us. cards mean different things at different times do you know anything about tarot cards oh, gather around children listen to the mystic <laughs> journey podcast i'm no mystic welcome to tarot tangents this is our shorter segment where we hit on higher level topics about anything and everything tarot if you've got questions stories or just a good old rant you'd like to share Send it into tangents at mysticfooltarot.com for a chance to be featured. Hell yeah.
1: Uh, You guys know the drill at this point, right? We're going through brick cards. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to work through all of them. Oh, boy. And on this episode, we're covering a high-level interpretation of two different pairs, as usual. Pair number one is the hanged man and the empress, and pair number two is justice and the high priestess. Ruth, did you have any feelings about these two pairings before we dive into them? Yeah, I guess, like, I'm pretty
0: stoked to learn more about these two. Justice and High Priestess are my birth cards, so I'm super stoked to talk about that. But the Hangman and the Empress, like, I'm also very curious to learn about their pairing and what somebody with these birth cards should kind of be looking out for. Because I think that they just seem, like, kind of not, like... Inact like lazy but inactive cards. Like very much cards of rest. And I very much am coming into this episode with a lot of like pre pre I want to say pre-pospositioned, but that's not a word. Uh preconceived? <laughs> preconceived notions about both of these cards, about the hangman and the empress. Especially the empress. I think it's hard for me to like peel myself away from like the traditional, like, um, What is it? Boxes that we put the Empress in. So I'm excited to talk more and try to expand outside of my usual
1: interpretations for this episode. Ooh, that'll be fun. I would love... Yeah, please interject if if you're like, Hmm, that's different. Or like, that's not how I saw it. Yeah, let's do it up. Yeah, heck yeah. So together, the hangman and Empress are about introducing new perspectives to others through personal expression and creative endeavors. So, just as a note, creative doesn't mean you have to be an artist or musician. Creativity exists in many ways and in everyone. Even simply living your life in a way that is fulfilling for you, though it may seem counter to the mainstream, is a creative act. And the hangman and empress encourage us to continue pursuing what is meaningful to us, even if it will take time or we face delays. Yeah, that
0: makes sense. Already my mind is opening. I always forget that both of these cards are like the creative, like golden children of tarot. I always forget that because the empress is such a creative card. She's, you know, a mother and a nurturer, but that also means by definition a creator. She creates life and brings life into new things. And same with the hanged man. He just kind of goes around, gets gets to that point in a different sort of
1: way. Definitely. Yep. Yep. You're onto it, Ruth. You're getting it. Yay. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> I mean, they're still kind of chill. I mean, you know, they're kind of chill in the idea that, like, they both seem very, they're both in, like, positions where they're both resting. I mean, the hangman might seem uncomfortable, as we'll find out right now. So, like, the figure in this card, as everybody knows, is hanging upside down. Um, And it may look uncomfortable or like they're stuck, but some also may perceive him to be in more of a meditative state by choice. It kind of depends on where you are in your personal journey when you get this card. But either way, this card is about gaining those new perspectives and insight by going through new, different, or uncomfortable experiences. Um, It suggests that when you're stuck or caught up in the same cycle, that it's time to have a different approach it's time to try something new um I think isn't there some saying about like the definition of insanity is trying the same thing over and over again expecting a different outcome I think that like like that's the phrase I think of when I think of the hangman it's like okay you've tried that like 10 times and if it's not changing you need to try something new
0: yeah absolutely I think that's a great quote to tack on to this card And one thing that's always been interesting to me in how I interpret this card is the hangman is going to be upside down whether he's in the reverse position or an upright position. I don't feel like this card's meaning really changes a lot for me or goes to, you know, a certain extreme on either side whether it's upright or reverse. For me, when I pull it reversed or upright, the meaning is usually pretty much the same. It might have you know, a couple of different nuances, but for the most part, like, the hangman's going to be upside down no matter what, so it doesn't really change for me no matter where it's positioned, you know, in the mm. spread. That's
1: interesting. I I don't think it's, I think I agree with you in that, for me, it does, like, the, the meaning doesn't change drastically the way some others do. Sometimes for me, if it's upside down, it represents that, like, uh, I might not be open to the new Perspective, like, you know, like a blockage or like, hey, are you like willfully resisting this new thing you shouldn't be? (laughs) Yeah,
0: that's a good little nuanced little difference right there.
1: Yeah. And it's like, and I think that's the key here is like, you can go into the new experiences willingly or they might just be forced upon you. You know, stuff happens in life that we have no control over. But also, you know, if you know change is coming and you're resisting it, it's really just going to make it harder on yourself. And I think that's what the Hangman is saying is like, Ugh, we could approach this in a way that's a little more welcoming and it won't be as tough. <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
0: Definitely the Hanged Man. I feel like, um, I feel like he listens to the Grateful Dead.
1: Oh, uh, that sounds like a new like it sounds like we start need to start making like Spotify playlists for each of the cards. Oh man. So one last thing on the Hangman is um, he can also be seen as kind of detaching himself from the world. Um, And removing himself from whatever situation he's in in order to gain this new perspective. It's kind of like, you know, I'm going to go meditate. I'm going to go into a retreat mode. Doesn't have to be a literal retreat, but, you know, like, it's almost like willfully doing a little bit of a hermit situation to find that new perspective. Yeah, I was just going to say, when I imagine the world
0: of tarot in my mind, the hermit and the hanged man are those friends that you text, like, every six months, but nothing's changed. And they get together and they just, like, smoke some weed and swap playlists for a minute and then, like, go back and see each other again in six months. That's the vibe. (laughs) That sounds great. It's the vibe. (laughs) I feel like I really resonate to the hangman, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, I'm here for it, honestly. I'm real tired. I could use a little bit of that.
0: But the Empress, she has an energy about her. She's much less
1: laid back. She's very, very involved. Yes. Yeah. She is. So, like, much like the Emperor, the Empress is a culmination of all the queens in the Minor Arcana, and she is. She's all about that nurturing, growth, creativity, harmony, compassion, bringing new ideas and creations into the world. Like, she's she looks super chill on the card because she's just, like, sitting there hanging out, but she is pregnant. Like, she's got, she's clearly got something going on. It's not like she's completely just zoned out and chill. Like, it just that it's going to take some time. It's, you know, I feel like compared to the magician who's like a master manifester, he's like actively trying to bring shit into this world. Empress has a little bit more of that like temperance energy where she's like, it's going to take some time. So I'm going to enjoy myself during this creation journey. Yeah,
0: that's a fantastic comparison. The magician and the empress are definitely like same card, different fonts sort of situation. Like. They definitely, like, the manifestation energy is there in the Empress, but
1: it's just slower. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's definitely more evenly paced. And she is, like, definitely enjoying herself. She is lounging. She's in nature. You know, she knows it's going to take some time and do some work, but she's not going to, like, force anything to happen too soon. Um, And she's very much, like, still a leader, even in her own right, and she's teaching us that by giving to ourselves and nurturing our personal growths and meeting our own needs is what will allow us to help others and bring things into the world for other people. She's very much like, I will take care of myself, like put my oxygen mask on first before trying to save the world or help other people. Yeah, I think that's where I would probably struggle if I had these
0: as my birth cards because I think my own personal biases come into play here because I value productivity above all. And so taking the time to put yourself first and rest and that sort of thing would definitely be a challenge for me. Like this card would definitely be calling me out on that as it were my birth card.
1: Ooh, I mean, maybe there's still some lessons to learn or you need to find someone with these birth cards and be friends with them. (laughs) Right. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. We got anybody out there who can who can teach us how to be the empress. That'd be great. So kind of like a little bit of a last thing, like in the Emperor, we mentioned that like the way I remember him is he's the ultimate manager. Well, the Empress is like the ultimate mentor. So Emperor is very much manages how to achieve external goals and success. But the Empress mentors us and other individuals and focuses on our internal growth and success. So, you know, you have those complimentary energies of, yeah, we need to do stuff out in the world, but the Empress is also like, but don't forget about you and don't forget about, like, the very close one-on-one relationships that you have. Yeah, fantastic. I mean, hey, unlikely pairing. Yeah, it does feel very weird. It was interesting to dive into these two together. But there are some challenges that come with these two, of course. Always challenges. So both of these cards, the hangman and empress caution against becoming too detached to the point of becoming like negligent of others and how our actions affect those around us. And we need to watch that we don't use self-care or detachment as an excuse to be selfish, overindulgent. Or as a way to avoid taking responsibility for ourselves.
0: Yeah, for sure. And hey, tap into that creative energy, man. They're creative to, You know, the definition of creativity in the in the tarot deck. Those two cards right there. Great pairing.
1: Well, Ruth, we're moving on to your birth cards. Yay! Here we go. I'm so excited. Did, did you have any? Did you have any like preconceived ideas or like? inklings about these two cards before I dive into
0: them yeah I mean I can only speak about myself here I mean I feel like this is going to be the Ruth episode here but I love both of these cards absolutely I think um when I first learned learning about birth cards as I've said is the first thing I learned about in tarot my very first tarot reading was by my uncle he sat me down before we did it he said first we have to figure out your birth card and he does it so you only have one birth card So that one was just justice. And then when I learned on my own time that you could actually have two uh, and that High Priestess was my pairing, I was like, dude, this freaking rocks, man. This is like magical duo extraordinaire, like truly the best pairing in all of birth cards. You know, big statement. But hey, that's my personal feelings. I think like justice, like I relate a lot with like, you know, balance and there's not a lot of excess to that card or exaggeration. Like justice, my sense of justice is strong in this world. I think probably I lean more into the reversed meaning of the justice card a lot of times. So it's really a fight for me to like pull back on my love of justice. And I love the high priestess so that everything is like, cyclical and you know tapping into your intuition and you know open-mindedness is also a quality it carries and i think that i also try my best to like um inhabit those qualities as well so i'm excited to dive into it more and see more about how they work together anna because i've i have trouble connecting the two and at, and i think that they're just such strong st- cards by themselves that trying to connect the two just has always seemed like not something i need to do because i have so much information from both but learning about about what they share would i think really benefit me in life <laughs>
1: Well, hopefully, well, it's all order, but hopefully this will help or it will give you a little more (laughs) insight. Solve my problems, Anna. Sure, (laughs) let's try. Why not? That's what we're here to do. Um, So together, these two cards, the High Priestess and Justice, they're both seekers. They each seek truth and understanding just in different ways. So together, they show us a journey of making decisions through both knowledge and facts with the Justice card and wisdom and intuition with the High Priestess. And they tell a story of leading by example and uniting both the analytical and intuitive sides of ourselves to bring about a more fair and just world.
0: Yeah, I think, like, we could categorize my life with these two cards. I feel like 0 to 18 years old was high priestess mode, where it's like wisdom and intuition really led. And I wasn't really concerned about the knowledge and facts. But then a flip kind of switched. And then, you know, after 18... I was all about the knowledge and facts, and now trying to like marry the two together is very difficult. It was very easy to go from intuition to knowledge and facts, but going from facts and knowledge to intuition is very difficult. So, trying to find the balance there is very difficult. And where I see, you know, these birth cards teaching me
1: something about my own life, I love that you can identify every, like literal time frames of your life where you're like, yeah, I was definitely in this card and then i was vibing in this other card and now you've reached the point where you're like okay we got to do both <laughs> we got to figure it out <laughs> yeah
0: i like it i i like it's very clean i like to do that especially that's why the fool's journey comes in so handy because it's like i i am in my empress era right now and it was probably 3 to 6 months in that sort of thing or i lived my life for a year and i can identify that that was probably actually a tower situation and i didn't
1: realize it at the time so, yeah, oh, we love that. Well, this yeah, I us just say, I'm hearing a lot of balance. And, you know, in Justice, we have the scales. So, you know, I feel like, personally, the meaning of this card is one of the more straightforward ones. Um, be- not that, like, actually acting on it is easy or straightforward or obvious, but it's kind of all about what everybody probably thinks. It's making informed, balanced decisions. So... That character, the person on the card holds a sword and the balance scales, and they're advising us to seek knowledge, fairness, facts, and consider the cause and effect of our actions when we make decisions. And it reminds us that all of our actions have consequences. The consequences could be good, but obviously they can be bad. Um, so we need to act with integrity and maintain accountability. In everything that we do
0: yeah totally and I think like one thing about the card that's always stuck out to me is that it demands everything and everyone to be their own true and authentic selves and it really doesn't like any sort of compromise on that value and I think um it reminds me a lot of the Selima concept of true will if everybody does what they need to do, then we'll all be fine. That's kind of the justice card. It really allow if it can be scary to think about and the language around it is harsh, but it's actually very freeing. It really calls everybody to be their true and authentic selves and kind of drop any facades you have and just be who you
1: are. I think a lot of people when they think of the justice card mostly think about external justice, like getting justice for what was done to us or Or, like, how can I, like, make sure this external situation is fair? But it is also about you and how you treat yourself and put yourself out in the world and being true to you and (laughs) making sure you fulfill whatever that is. Because, you know, you know when you lie to yourself. And that usually feels the worst when you're the one who's doing this to yourself, when you're, like, being unjust to your own person.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You got to be just to yourself, guys.
1: Anything else is no bueno. (laughs) No bueno. Oh, well, that'll move us into the High Priestess. Um, Love this card. I I feel like, I don't know, it's just a magical card. It's the best card, isn't it? It's so great. I love it. It's, It's pure intuition. It's all about that wisdom, understanding, and learning about ourselves, inner knowledge. So this card really asks us to meditate, reflect on ourselves, our life, and embrace the mystery of all of it you know we can't always have all the facts and figures this is where like the priestess kind of balances out justice that wants like the facts and figures Uh, it's like no sometimes there's going to be mystery and we can't always know it and we need to accept that and embrace the abstractness of life so it's all about that gaining of inner knowledge of how we think feel act what makes us tick because it gives us a deeper understanding of how we currently show up in the world and how we may need to change if we want to grow and show up differently.
0: Yeah, okay, so let me say this. I feel like, you know what I was saying about justice being about showing up as your true and authentic self and it's really not accepting anything less than that? Yeah. So I feel like the High Priestess does the same thing, but I think it also adds in a little bit of, like, patience and understanding and inclusivity into that like I feel like the unifying core of the of these two cards is showing up as your true self and accepting who you are and nothing less dropping the facades but the high priestess really adds in a layer of like hey let's add some play and variation into how you show up in that sort of thing and the justice seems harsh in the sense that it's like, do this thing, blah, 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 show up as your true self. But it doesn't, like, necessarily mean, like, in, like, a patriarchal way, if that makes sense. Like, the high priestess really balances out where it's like, hey, come as you are. Like, who you are is enough. And if you want to add different aspects to your personality, if you want to, like, shape, change and shift and add new things and sprinkle this and that into it, that's cool, too, but both of these cards are about, like, acceptance and inclusion, I think. It's just one's a little bit more harsh about it and one's a little bit more, like,
1: free-flown about it. I really like that. That's that's a really good add-on to that because the High Priestess really is, like, you know, she's mysterious and very wise, but she's she's chill about it. She's like, yeah, you can come. All accepting, and, man. Yeah, she's very accepting. I appreciate that that aspect of this card, which is probably why I like it so much. <laughs> the last little thing about the High Priestess, you know, we mentioned the word wisdom a lot. It's like seeking wisdom. Um, and that's always kind of a tricky, tricky thing to explain. But as kind of like just a little, like, overview, wisdom is about integrating knowledge, experience, reflection, um, the ability to examine yourself, people, and situations open-mindedness and compassion that sounds like a lot of things but like whereas knowledge is knowledge wisdom is taking knowledge and putting it into action through some of these other components like open-mindedness and um one of my favorite phrases which i play dungeons and dragons so it comes up a lot when we're trying to explain the difference between intelligence and wisdom is that intelligence is knowing tomatoes are a fruit wisdom is not putting tomatoes in a fruit salad.
0: Wow, that's amazing. Dude, we are on it with the quotes
1: today. We're quotesy McGee's over here, man. We're killing the game. (laughs) Anything to help our listeners and ourselves understand things better, right? Like, come on. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And I think, like, wisdom, there's been a few words where
0: we've talked about this kind of concept of, like, broadening your definition of words. And wisdom definitely plays in that too. Like, like I feel like we just talked about it in The Death and the Emperor, or The Empress and uh, The Hanged Man, where it's like, I was struggling with it because my initial interpretation of the Empress is nurturing, motherhood, that sort of thing, obviously, because she's pregnant. But being pregnant is also a very creative thing. You're literally creating something. And so that broadens the definition of what creativity is a little bit. And it's the same thing with wisdom here. Like, wisdom isn't just the hermit card, all-seeing eye, you know, man-behind-the-curtain dealio. It's also, you know, a lot of other traits in it as well. Like you said, open-mindedness and compassion
1: are also, you know, traits of wisdom. I think it's always important to explore concepts that sound really vague and abstract so that way we can, you know, get a better understanding of them. So we aren't just spitting out words like intuition, wisdom, and everyone's like, I don't I don't even know what that is. (laughs) Yeah, everything is a lot less rigid than we think. The last little bit about these two cards um, is their challenges. So, you know, these two cards, Caution Against Becoming hypercritical, arrogant, and haughty, and self-righteous. I think that one's really obvious with the justice card. Totally. So when we're seeking to create, yeah, a more equitable and fair world, we need to make sure we don't turn to the same actions and thoughts that were used to bring about the unjust version of the world in the first place. Um, it reminds me, oh, look, another quote. It reminds me of uh, Nietzsche. Whoa! What Nietzsche's quote, whoever fights monsters should see to it that in the process, he does not become a monster.
0: Oh, good one.
1: Yeah, so both of these cards, like, you know, when they're in that pair together, it's about bringing about a, you know, a more equitable and fair world, as well as, like, doing yourself justice by learning about yourself and being who you should be authentically. But don't get gatekeepy. Don't get rude about it. Don't, you know, you know, don't throw it in people's faces that you're taking the higher path. And don't... Use that to justify being cruel. And it's so hard not to do that. <laughs> it's so hard. I feel
0: like it's like the, these cards together, the, in the worst form, they just become into a mean girl attitude. And a mean girl attitude isn't helpful for anybody, especially yourself. And it's so easy to hate on everything in this world. Because this world is freaking insane with this beast of capitalism that we're in. And it's hard to not just get like, hey, I know the facts of the situation. I know better than anybody in America. And I can't believe that nobody else doesn't agree with me and my thoughts and opinions. And it becomes like very moody and unapproachable. And like a lot of despair lives in that. And that's no fun, but it's easier to go through life that way, you know? Like, it's easier when you can silo down, you can know the facts of the situation, and even if they're true or not, that just closes you off more and more. It's so much better to, you know, use these two cards in their better forms, you know, quote-unquote better, uh, where you're more open. And like you said, wisdom is also compassion, and just an ability to examine people in situations with an open mind. And so it's difficult. The challenges in this card are very difficult. But, you know, the answers are even more difficult to lean into, you know, the, to choose the higher road when justice is one of your cards is very difficult. So I think um, it's definitely two cards of action and self-improvement and that kind of sucks. I kind of want the hanged man and the empress so I can just chill. I'm ready to chill now. (laughs) Well, hey, don't forget to subscribe. Your sense of justice is not going to allow you to not subscribe here. So drop a review so we can find new fans. Tell your friends, lean into that high priestess energy and share the truth you found with our, our podcast and also follow us on all socials. Our handles are sweet Death think and mystic fool tarot on all platforms. See you later. Okay, bye.